Chapter 19 of Rival Pictures of Oakdale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Rival Pictures of Oakdale by Morgan Scott. Chapter 19 Poison Spleen. Phil Springer returned to Oakdale in a wretched frame of mind. Barely had the train carried him out of Clearport before he began to regret his hasty action in running away, but it was then too late to turn back. "'I suppose some of the fellows will think it rotten of me to sneak,' he muttered, but the game was practically over, and there was no reason why I shouldn't get back home as soon as I could. Why should I hang around just for the pleasure of making the return trip with the rest of the bub bunch and being forced to listen to their praise of Rod Grant for his fine work?' they'll slobber over him all right he's the star now and i i who taught him everything he knows about pitching i am the second string man i won't be that i won't be anything i'm done he was not a little surprised as he stepped off the train to find it was not raining although the sky was still heavy and threatening as if the downpour might come at any moment it certainly is coming down in clearport just the same it had begun before i hiked hiked i hate that word grant uses it clearport is nineteen miles away and it frequently rains there when it doesn't here he hurried over the bridge and up through the village toward his home hi there phil cried a voice as he was passing the post office and a wondering looking youngster came running out what are you doing here at this hour saw you start for clearport with the team and game's over cut in springer rain's stopped it rain why yes it's raining over at the port rotten how many innings five just finished the f fifth when the clouds started to leak oh then it counts as a game palpitated the interested boy how did the score stand who was ahead oakdale six to one answered springer over his shoulder as he hurried on up the street hooray came the elated shout of the rejoicing lad then you trimmed him chinks that's fine but say say who pitched springer quickened his stride seemingly deaf of a sudden he had felt the question coming, and he had no heart to answer it. It would be asked by every fellow in Oakdale who had not attended the game, and on learning the truth, they would join in one grand chorus of acclamation and praise for the Texan. For the time being, Grant would be the kingpin of the town. Reaching home, Phil slipped in quietly without being seen by his mother and tiptoed up to his room, where in sour meditation he spent the intervening time until supper was ready. In a vague way, he realized that he had, by deserting the team, betrayed himself to all his comrades as a fellow swayed by petty jealousy. But this thought, which seemed trying to force itself humiliatingly upon him, he beat back and thrust aside, persisting in dwelling on the notion that he had been most shabbily treated by Captain Elliot. He led me to believe he meant to give me a chance today, and then he let me warm the bench while Grant went out to win all the glory. It wasn't a square deal. I'll show him he can't treat me that way. I'll never pitch again as long as he is captain. This resolution, however, gave him anything but a feeling of satisfaction. It was poor retaliation indeed for him, who loved the game so dearly, and had looked forward so confidently to this season, when he would be the star pitcher of the nine, to get square with Elliot by refusing to play at all. It would have seemed somewhat better had he felt certain that his withdrawal must severely cripple the nine, but, judging by recent events, it appeared that Oakdale could get along very well without him, might, indeed, succeed fully as well as it could with him on the team. Grant was to blame for it all. No, not Grant. He himself was to blame. Had he not been such a blind fool, he might have foreseen what would happen, for had not Rodney Grant displayed beyond doubt since appearing in Oakdale the natural qualifications of mind and body which would make him a leader at anything he might undertake with unbridled vim and enthusiasm? 
the fellow who had been so completely misjudged by almost every one during his early days at the academy had demonstrated later that he was a thoroughbred with nerve brains courage and the will to step into the front ranks wherever he might be his one great fault a fiery and unreasoning temper he was fighting hard to master and in this as in other things he had already shown that he was destined to succeed i was a jack growled phil walking the floor of his room and savagely kicking an inoffensive chair out of his way i should have known if i had taken hooker in hand and coached him instead of grant but i never did like roy very much and somehow rod grant got on my so soft side his mother hearing him prowling around called up the stairs and was somewhat surprised to find him home at supper he tried to hide the disturbed state of his mind but his father who seldom took any interest at all in such matters unexpectedly attempted to joke him a bit got beat to-day i see said mr springer did you up pretty bad, didn't they? How did you get that idea? asked Phil evasively. Oh, I could tell by the way you act. You're broke up, though you're making a bluff not to show it. Let's see, played Clearport, didn't you? I suppose they gave you an awful hammering. Oakdale will have to get another pitcher after this. They didn't beat us. We won. Whew! Is that a fact? Well, what's the matter with you, then? I thought by your looks you'd been done up brown. What went wrong with the game, anyhow? Didn't you get good backing up? I didn't pitch so that's it eh how did it happen the way you've been blowing around the house every time you could get anybody to listen i thought you were the whole thing in that particular department phil's cheeks burned and his hand shook nervously although he fought hard to appear unconcerned and indifferent in replying the slight impediment in his speech became more pronounced the g game only went for five innings it commenced to rain then so they didn't finish it out you see i i could can't do all the pitching and elliot put in grant for the first p part of this game he was intensely annoyed because of his unusual halting and stammering over this explanation humph rain day eh? that was odd it just began to rain here about half an hour ago it began to pour at clearport right in the middle of the game declared phil i was just ready to relieve grant for he he was sort of sort of sh showing signs of weakening elliot has started me to warming up but it it began to rain and that s settled it his wounded pride, his wretched jealousy of Grant, had led him into the telling of an untruth, and he left the table feeling very contemptible indeed. Certainly it was not a malicious falsehood that was liable to do any one particular harm, but it was a falsehood just the same, and he was ashamed. His room was like a cage, and he found he could not read or study. What were they saying about the game in town? What were they saying about the pitching of Rodney Grant? Despite the rain, some of the fellows would gather after supper at the post office or Stickney's store to talk it over this talk after a victorious game had ever held a keen delight for phil and it was rarely that he missed being on hand to take part in it i must get out he cried suddenly i'll just wander down street maybe i'll meet some fellow who won't be all done up in grant putting on an old raincoat and securing an umbrella he left the house and started down the street at the first corner he paused for if he continued straight down main street he would have to pass roger elliott's home and surely he had no desire by any chance to run upon roger a drizzling rain was falling and twilight was coming on turning he cut through cedar street and down willow to avoid passing urian elliott's fine house on his way he passed a house no less pretentious than that of the elliott's it was the home of lemuel hayden whose only son bernard had been compelled to leave oakdale because of his jealous efforts and lying and plotting to injure ben stone whom he bitterly hated the boys of the town had talked that matter over many times and it was universally conceded that bernard's unrestrained hatred of stone and plotting for the boy's injury had led him at last into a pit of his own digging and brought upon him nothing more than just retribution 
a strange and most unpleasant thought struck in upon springer in almost every particular save a deliberate underhand effort to injure grant he was not a whit better than burn hayden who now had not a single boyfriend left in oakdale that thought staggered phil a bit why in a vague way he had contemplated seeking some surreptitious method of accomplishing the overthrow of grant oh i guess i'm rotten he growled but it's dirty luck that's made me so End of chapter 19